Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to This Week Again. I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to start off this show with the beating death of a 16-year-old named Next Benedict. Move on to the Alabama Supreme Court outlawing IVF and follow all of that up with an update on our ongoing docuseries, How Many Griffs Does It Take for a Fake Billionaire to Pay His Legal Fees? Let's begin, shall we? Recently, two news stories proved the proposition that Republicans do not care about the sanctity of any child's life. They don't care about that life from inception all the way beyond its birth. But please, do not take my word for it. Here's what went down in a public school in Oklahoma. Police in Oklahoma releasing preliminary autopsy findings in the death of a non-binary teen who died after a fight at school. We've learned through Owasso police that trauma did not cause the high school sophomore's death. That's based on preliminary findings from the state medical examiner. The victim's name, Next Benedict, whose mother says uh, identified as non-binary. School officials report that Next and other students were in a bathroom. They and another classmate who also identified as non-binary, were beaten for an extended period before a school staffer broke off the fight. According to reports, Next suffered a deadly head injury as well as bruising and cuts across their face. According to his mom, Sue, um, they have been bullied for months before this at the same school. Now, you can believe what the police are reporting and their interpretation of the preliminary coroner's findings. But the fact is, Next Benedict is dead because other children at their school bullied them for months over how they looked and how they dressed and eventually beat them to death. And by beat to death, I mean Next was being made fun of by other girls in a school bathroom. Next decided to splash one of the bullies with water and that child responded by drop kicking Next and proceeding to beat Next's head into the floor of the bathroom. The school staffer that broke up the fight and the bullies were able to walk out of the bathroom with no problem, but Next needed help getting to the nurse's office because they couldn't walk straight. So they get to the nurse's office and Next is given improper medical treatment, basically nothing. And when the guardian comes to pick Next up, the nurse advises that they should take this child to the hospital, which of course is what they did and where they filed a police report about the beating. Now, according to the police body cam footage, the officer who showed up tried to dissuade Next from filing a report against these other children, saying that Next was splashing water on the bullies, and that is tantamount to assault. And so Next would be charged for starting the fight, and the other kids may not even get charged at all. Because when you're in Oklahoma, where there's 50-plus anti-LGBTQ bills waiting to come sweeping across the governor's desk, and you're a member of the Libidaqua community, they let your classmates beat you to death. And for those of you in the back who cry about how these are just a bunch of kids beating on each other and kids are really innocent, let me just tell you something. I've got two kids of my own, and... They happen to have a really funny way of mimicking my behavior. 
and they've been doing it since the start, I assume, because I'm the first example of a woman that they've ever seen. And so don't come at me with the kids are just being kids bullshit, because obviously these children learned by watching their parents, which is the strongest reason why I firmly believe just because you can get pregnant doesn't mean you should be a parent. Unfortunately, the Christian nationalist state of Alabama is of the biblically cherry-picked notion that an embryo, which is literally the initial stage of development immediately after the sperm fertilizes the egg, is the same as an actual human baby and should be given the same rights as a living, breathing, birthed person. An Alabama Supreme Court ruling has declared embryos are children, regardless of their location, and entitled to all legal protections just as a fetus in the womb. In an eight to one ruling declare the wrongful death of a minor act applies to all unborn children. The ruling reverses a lower court's dismissal of a lawsuit filed by three couples who sued over the destruction of embryos at a fertilization clinic in Mobile. The Alabama Supreme Court reverses a Mobile County Circuit Court ruling to dismiss the plaintiff's wrongful death claims. One justice wrote, quote, unborn children are children under the act without exception based on developmental stage, physical location, or any other ancillary characteristics. And now because of an eight to one ruling, which included a quote from the Christian Bible, Jeremiah 1 5, if you're curious, the people of Alabama who are using IVF or have eggs frozen to be used for IVF in the future have a very serious problem thanks to their state's supreme intelligence. So for exposition purposes, back in December of 2020, some douche got into the back of an IVF clinic, dropped Petri dishes full of embryos, and the couples who those embryos belonged to sued the clinic for damages. They also added a wrongful death claim on the embryos, which is what gave the Alabama Supreme Court the plausibility they needed to turn over the lower court's ruling that embryos are actually property, not children, and declare to everyone that in fact, yes, embryos are no different than a fully born child. So basically, any single cell organism that has been fertilized is the exact same as a walking, talking child. Needless to say, this poses a huge problem. But here's a couple of IVF doctors to say it anyway. Barbara Colora is the CEO of Resolve, the National Infertility Association, a nationwide patient advocacy organization. There are also frozen embryos right now in Alabama. People who are in the midst of their IVF cycle, maybe they've done IVF, and they are hoping to use those embryos for a future attempt at pregnancy. I don't really know today what the status of those embryos are and, and what they can do with them. A year from now, two years from now, people in Alabama are gonna be diagnosed with infertility. They're gonna be told that they need in vitro fertilization to have children. And then they're gonna be told, oh, but you live in Alabama, and we can't help you because of a Supreme Court ruling, and you're going to have to go out of state. Dr. Botros Rizik is an expert in infertility. Who would say that somebody who drops a dish that has the embryos is killing somebody? Is this like somebody planning to plotting to kill someone, and et cetera, et cetera? Of course not. I mean, anybody in his right mind would say no. 
Yeah, but no one ever accused Alabama of being in their right mind. Because this disaster Christian nationalists have brought to the table, obviously, is a harebrained scheme they did not think all the way through. Just like when the bogus SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade and pro-lifers were all in a bunch excited until some of them had complications with their own pregnancies, which rendered their fetuses non-viable and a danger to their lives if they carried them to term. But by then, the Republicans they had voted for cut them off from their life-saving medical treatment options, like abortion. And some of them had to flee their home state just so they could live to see another day. Others were not so financially privileged. So now what are IVF users going to do with their non-viable embryos in Alabama or just the ones they choose not to use? Will they be charged with child neglect for not implanting them? Or will they be charged with murder for having them destroyed, which happens to be a common practice, or at least was? And since Alabama's highest court now says embryos, which are just a clump of dividing cells, are actual children, who's going to take care of them? Foster parents? And not for nothing, but fertilized embryos used for IVF are stored frozen. But since Alabama ruled that these are actually children, shouldn't we at least keep them at room temperature? I mean, it sounds cruel to flash freeze a child. And hey, these are not rhetorical questions I am asking now that the Civil War revisionist and everything that is wrong with conservatives, Nimatra Haley, is saying this on the campaign trail. I mean, embryos to me are babies. So Even I mean, those created through IVF? I had artificial insemination yeah. that's how i had my son when you talk about an embryo you are talking about to me um that's a life do you have concerns about the ways that that could hurt people who are seeking ivf treatment i think that we have to have those conversations and i think that's the conversation the doctor needs to have with the patient because well, there's you viable insert. embryos and not viable embryos and if the state is saying that not viable ones can't be done away with but I mean, those are the things we have to look at. Wouldn't legislation like that have a chilling effect on what's possible for families? I mean, I haven't seen any legislation yet. Well, so the I mean, kind that they're pushing in Alabama says have, so that frozen embryos are protected as lives, unborn lives. I mean, I would want to look at it and see what they're talking about, those that were viable versus those that are not. And that right there should tell you everything you've been ignoring about Namatra Haley. Here is a woman who herself has gone through IVF. And if she were doing it today in Alabama, she might be facing murder charges for all the embryos she had fertilized who aren't her sons. Because with IVF, fertilizing eggs taken from the mother is a venture of quantity. Because not every sperm and egg are going to make a fetus. Hence, all the embryos that don't become people are either destroyed in the clinic or destroyed by the mother's body after implantation. Because believe it or not, a woman's body can tell better than the Alabama Supreme Court that a fertilized embryo is non-viable and should be destroyed. And since IVF isn't 100% guaranteed to work anyway, is a woman going to be charged with murder if her body rejects the implanted embryo? Seriously, Red states are proving to be dangerous to a woman's health, her right to have a family, and basically every other person. 
because I don't know if you knew this, but if you or someone you know has cancer or will get cancer, they're going to need treatments that we have only because we have done stem cell research. And folks, where do you think we get the stem cells, my scientifically inept friends? But hey, who cares about life-saving medical breakthroughs when you've got millions of extra embryos to feed thanks to Alabama's biblical interpretation of biology? And another thing, if there was ever any doubt in your mind whether or not anyone but you and your doctor should be making medical decisions for you, have a listen to one of the most ignorant jackasses the Republican Party has ever produced. And that is saying a lot. I mean, have you seen more on the Goblin or Grubby Hands Bobert? But back to the reason why Christianity has no place in our legal system. Alabama's poorly educated excuse for a senator, Tommy Tuberville, who flip-flopped in his word salad response to the question on his state Supreme Court fuck-up ruling on IVF. Roll tape. Do you have a reaction to the Alabama Supreme Court ruling on the fact that embryos are children? Yeah, I was all for it. It's a, just attack on families, attack on kids. You know, anything that we can do for the future of our young people because they're our number one commodity, we need to have more kids. We need to have an opportunity to do that. And it, I thought this was the right thing to do. But IVF is used to have more children, and right now IVF services are paused at some of the clinics in Alabama. Aren't you concerned that this could impact people who are trying to have kids? That's for that's for another conversation. That's what the whole abortion is issues about so but this really isn't about abortion it's about no, no, I, IVF and the concern that now families it, might not have access to it but it's about the same direction but I agree but we need more kids we need the people to, to have the opportunity to have kids that that's not a big conversation well it's a conversation now and and IVF IVF is not a Democrat or Republican issue families across it's the board it, use it, it what do you what is your message to the Supreme Court if this does in fact stop families from being able to use IVF well, we don't need that so this goes without saying for any reasonable person, but for those of you who failed high school biology, children are not a commodity to be bought and sold like stocks on Wall Street. Or for that matter, to all of you benefiting from the former guy's tax breaks for the wealthy, children are not brought into this world for your working class needs. I get that Christian nationalists like Tuberville are concerned about demographics changing by 2025, making his whiteness less of a privilege based on math. But if these high school diploma challenged politicians understood what IVF was and how it helps couples have children instead of pushing the religious belief that this has no basis in scientific reality, we are talking about a bunch of splitting cells, folks, not a human being. Because while the supreme disasters in Alabama quoted Jeremiah 1.5 in their decision to further the Christian theory of fetal personhood, I'd like to use their Bronze Age mythology to prove my own point, that an embryo is not a child. Because life begins when you're born. Genesis 2.7 and Genesis 2.21 through 22 all state that life begins at first breath, doesn't happen when you're a clump of cells dividing because you can't take a breath. You don't have a nose or lungs or a body. But hey, 
what do I know about Republican Jesus myths other than the fact that I can read and comprehend what I've read? Go figure. And now for something completely different. So what do you do when you've been found liable by two separate courts of law for sexual assault and lying about your finances to the tune of nearly half a billion dollars? And you just don't have the money to pay it. Well, if you're Eric's dad, you find something to sell. So he's going to have to come up with some cash, and he's Donald Trump apparently is coming up with some creative ways to do so. One day after finding out he was on the hook for more than $350 million, the former president unveiled a new Trump-themed product to a less than receptive crowd. Donald Trump out of the courthouse and back on the road tonight appearing at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. Announcing his, wait for it, a new line of Trump sneakers for the low price of $399. He's going to pay $450 million. <laughs> how many freaking sneakers does he have to sell to pay $400 billion? I'm not going to amount, but how many sneakers? <laughs> you know what? That is a very good question. So far, the Floridian Fondler owes E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million for running his mouth, and he has to pay $345 million because he lied about his net worth to get cheaper interest rates on bank loans. So if I add the three and carry the one, that is $428.3 million which translates to nearly 11,000 pairs of shoes that would need to be sold because Gerth Vader doesn't have the cash to pay his own legal problems. But he only has 1,000 shoes available, so I guess this isn't going to work out. Either way, he showed up at SneakerCon to literally con people out of $399 anyway. But if you watched Fox Not a News Channel, you might think this grift is one of the most brilliant ideas for all the racist reasons. Roll tape. But nobody merchandises like Donald Trump does. There is nobody who can move merch like Donald Trump. I've never seen any Joe Biden merchandise anywhere. Nikki Haley has tried it. She has failed. POTUS white or T-red, they, they are definitely a collectible item. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. What the actual Fox... That has to be one of the most blatant racist reasons to sell a pair of sneakers that I have heard in a very long time. And I just want to say this out loud. This outreach to black voters with these air fraud ones is giving ignorant white guy and totally explains to me why the audience at SneakerCon booed while Jabba the Gut stood on stage with his leftover 80s high tops that looked like they had been spray-painted gold with the American flag and a T on the side of it for some stupid reason. And rightfully so, considering these air treasons are tagged with Made in China right there on the inside. So just in case you were wondering how those patents that Donnie got from the Chinese government in 2017 were being used, there you go. But oh, the sus doesn't stop there. Because while Marilardo is selling these J6ers as the official sneaker of old drinks with two hands, 
They also claim on the website that CIC Ventures is the real shoe seller and doesn't have any affiliation with the former presidents, except for the fact that CIC Ventures' business address is the Trump Doral Golf Course in Miami. <laughs> oh, and for shits and giggles, CIC Ventures is incorporated in Delaware for two reasons. Number one, the fraud father is barred from doing business in New York for the next three years. And secondly, Delaware is a tax haven for companies that don't like to pay taxes. Oh, and thirdly, the Chinese made shoes are on pre-order only, which translates to they may or may not be delivered sometime in the next six months. But to be honest, this corrupt motherfucker is probably hoping that's just enough time for his maggot idiots to forget about spending $400 on his shitty shoes, and so they're less likely to complain when the sneakers never actually get there. <laughs> but hey, at least the tiny-handed grifter will have that sneaker cash when New York AG Letitia James comes calling for those fines to be paid because this woman ain't playing. After Donald Trump was fined nearly $355 million in his civil fraud case, tonight New York State's Attorney General Letitia James saying she's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud, New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine including, she told us, seizing the buildings that bear his name. Trump is draining campaign funds to pay for his legal fees, spending $50 million last year and nearly $3 million in January. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Holy forking shirt balls. Letitia James is coming for Dumpy's 10-carat gold-plated tower in Manhattan, and she has her eye on his skyscraper on Wall Street. Among other inflated assets, Old Yeller still has in his unusually small hands. But hey, that's what you get when you lie about what you have and what it's worth, just so you can save some money on bank loans. And speaking of broke-ass bitches... Laura Trump, who's actually married to Eric Trump, is vying for co-chair of the RNC now that her father-in-law ran Ronna McDaniel Romney. Yes, her father is Mitt Romney, out of her seat as head of the RNC. Laura Trump isn't qualified for much, which is probably why she's married to Eric, but that hasn't stopped her from going on right-wing media and telling everyone watching why she wants to be the new Rana. Roll tape. Your, your father-in-law has endorsed you to be a co-chair of uh, the committee. Um, we have big problems with fundraising. Every single penny will go to the number one and the only job of the RNC. That is electing Donald J. Trump as president of the United States and saving this country. We need to make sure that every penny of every dollar donated to the RNC is going to Donald Trump's campaign. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Those treason 45s and the cologne that smells like regret her disappointment-in-law is hawking isn't going to cover the lawyer's fees and the judgments against him. 
That's why Dingus Khan is looking to have Laura as co-chair of the RNC. So he can take their measly $8 million and waste it on being a fake billionaire. <laughs> because fundraising for the party that stands with the lumbering lardass has been tough enough on everyone in the Republican Party. Turns out donors aren't into financing the destruction of our Democratic Republic and paying to keep Fatty Krueger out of jail. Who would have thunk it? And that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. Oh, and don't forget, Sundays at 6 p.m. Ohio time, you can re-listen to this very show on Crowtown Radio. But if that's not enough for you, you can catch me once a week on Facepalm America with host Beowulf Rocklin, where we make fun of the news in real time on a recorded podcast. You can also follow This Week Again on social media, wherever you can find us. And we're always available for your listening pleasure on places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to this show. To Dur for now.